All right. Woo. All right. Uh, we're going to be in John, and I'm going to stay in John. You're welcome. Uh, I'm going I'm to hang out in John for a little bit. Uh, we're getting closer to Christmas, and, and the closer we are to Christmas, the more we, we uh, begin to focus a little more on Jesus. But at the same time, I've been talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. I keep talking about Holy Spirit. I've tried to, and as much as I can in, in, my, in praying, and even in my everyday language, and talking to you guys of saying Holy Spirit instead of the Holy Spirit. And at first, it was difficult for me because I didn't want to sound weird or kooky. <laughs> Holy Spirit this, Holy Spirit that. But at the same time, it's helped me uh, understand more fully of how um, real he is and how he is present. And so when I say Holy Spirit instead of the Holy Spirit, it, to me, it, it brings it a little closer. Does that make sense? And so if you hear me say that or correct myself, it's because I'm still renewing my mind <laughs> and understanding how relevant and how real Holy Spirit is to us. Um, and so in that, <clears throat> we're going to talk a little bit. Can, can anybody throw me some water that might have some that would be possible? I'm already struggling. Um, and what's cool is I felt horrible. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell my family never to throw things. Um, <laughs> um, this morning I felt horrible, and honestly, I, I was like struggling in my office. I just had a headache and felt terrible, and I took some some Tylenol and prayed, and, and I feel a lot better now. It's awesome whether it was the prayer or the Tylenol. I don't care. It was good. Um, but at the same time, <clears throat> it was good. I had a good time of prayer this morning, and, and this was, <laughs> God didn't change his plans on me, <laughs> which was good. Um, but this is where we are. We're in John 1.1, 1, 1, and it says, um, we're just going to, we're going to kind of dissect this real quick. Um, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Now, I've read that a lot and, and not really dissected it a whole lot, but I did. I went back and found the, uh, the meaning of word, um, and the meaning of uh, the original Greek is logos, and you've probably heard logos before, and I've even heard some teachings on it. I don't remember many of them, but I remember that word being taught. Logos is a Greek word meaning word. Um, however, the true definition goes beyond that and can be most closely, closely described as the word or that by which the inward thought is expressed. Now, the word has been a little bit transliterated, and a lot of writers use it as more of logic and kind of an argument type of thing. I don't know if you've heard logos in writing. Um, that's a little bit different from the original theme, but I'm okay with that because it's logical. I mean, what we believe is logical in, in, in our understanding of it. But at the same time, it is the very expression of the one who's speaking. Now, this obviously what we're talking about is God. Um, the word is God's expression of what he feels and how he feels. Does that make sense? That's the logos when he says the word. Um, and in this sense, he's speaking specifically of Jesus. This is John talking. Many of you know John the Baptist. Um, uh, nothing against Shane, but Shane reminds me sometimes of John the Baptist because he's big and burly, beard. And John the Baptist was a man's man, and he you know, ate locusts. I don't think he ate locusts or anything, but he, you do? And honey, honey's good. <laughs> but anyway, John was a man's man. He was an alpha male. He was, the, he was a big dog, and he had following. Now, John had a following, and he, he had a message, right? His message was repent. The kingdom of God is near. He had this message, and he preached over and over and over and over and over again. Now, this is John. We're going to get to that in a minute. This is John speaking about Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, the very expression of who God is and what God thinks about us, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. He's talking about Jesus. was with God in the beginning. This wasn't an afterthought. So we, we, we have to decide this, and I love C.S. Lewis, uh, and I'll probably butcher the quote, but it's basically either... Because I've heard people, I even had a, a guy that taught Sunday school at a church that I used to kind of debate with a, a little bit at work. 
and he would tell me that he believed that Jesus was a good moral teacher, but not any of the supernatural stuff that he was the son of God. And I remember telling him, and it really stumped him, and I was like, well, here's a C.S. Lewis quote that I agree with, and it basically said either you believe he was who he said he was, or you believe he's insane, uh, equivalent to a man that says he's a poached egg. <laughs> because you can't, there's no in-between, there's no gray there. Either he is who, you don't have a good moral teacher that blatantly lies and says he's a son of God. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. There's no, there's no in-between. It's either all Jesus or not. Either you believe in him or you don't. He cannot, at the very basic level, logically, if you want to go to logic logos, at the very basic level, he cannot be a good moral teacher and claim to be God. It doesn't work. Either he's insane and we, are, we need to rally against him, right? Or we fully believe in everything that he's saying. And right here he's saying he was in the beginning. Jesus was in the beginning. So the word was, the word was God, the word was with God. Um, the word was God. And so where, where do you go when, when someone says, where, where do you find the word? When someone says the word, what do you think of? Bible, right? I mean, is that, so that is usually the, the, the first thing that I think of when someone says the word, I think, of the Bible, right? Now, here's the thing. That's, that's our default is to go to the word. Before I say anything else, I 100% believe everything in this Bible, and I'm not going to talk at all bad about the Bible. Um, but there's, how many of you know that there's even more? Not that we add anything to the Bible, but there's a living God. It's not just a historic God, because I've met a lot of people that know this Bible back front to back, and I don't know that, that they know God. <laughs> they know the historic version of it. Does that make sense? So bear with me. I don't want y'all to rush the stage and tackle me or anything. I, I 100% believe the Bible. The Bible is an expression of the Holy Spirit, so just don't, don't let me go off here. But when we point, we say where the Word is. We point here. Do we point there? Do we point to heaven? Do we point to our heart? Where do we point, right? Where is the Word? That's what I want to talk about here. And I actually had a board I was going to bring up here. I don't know if I have time to bring it all up here. I'm not going to mess with it today, but I'll draw some stuff for you all next time. Um, because I wanted to visually give you an idea, but hopefully I can draw it with my words. <laughs> See how good I am. Verse 3 says, Though <clears throat> through him all things were made, without him nothing, nothing was made that has been made. He's talking about Jesus still. He's the designer. And when the design has issues, where does it go? It goes to the creator. The, the creation goes to the creator. You don't go to the creation, do you? When you have issues, you don't go to other people and figure out what they think, do you? We should go to the Creator. This goes back to the Holy Spirit that is indwelling in us. So we have a tendency to look <clears throat> to Jesus for salvation in heaven, but we don't talk to Him about the little things, about everything. We, we, we say, okay, well, we need you for salvation. We need you to get to heaven one day. But in between here and now, I'm just going to go by my own understanding and by what people tell me. Now, I know we don't say that out loud, but don't we fall into that sometimes? Don't we fall into leaning on our own interpretations of what we think is the truth or what we think is what is best, and even some other people's opinions that can be good and can be bad. We don't go... This, this, is, this is the heart of this, if you want to call this a series, this whole teaching what the Holy Spirit, I think, is what Holy Spirit is talking to me, is we have to consult Holy Spirit about everything. 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 Even the little things. If not, why is He here? Why did he send him? What's the purpose? Now, what we've done is, what we traditionally do with a lot of things, is we try to make things uh, more exclusive or, or, or separate. This is the expression of the Holy Spirit through his word. This is the expression of the Holy Spirit in my heart. 
He wrote his Holy Spirit in our hearts. He wrote his law in our hearts, right? That doesn't mean that this isn't, because this is, right? It doesn't mean that in heaven his fullness isn't there just because I have it in my heart. This is what I want to draw on the board. Um, verse 4 says, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it or understood it. You are not the light, but you carry the light within you. And he's not just the designer, but he's the actual present tense source. Now, when we talk about designer and design, sometimes we go back to the original creation as though that was a really long time ago. Man, I really want to draw on that board. Imagine there's a board up here. We think of things in a timeline that there was, there was God. Um, say there's a timeline here, beginning of time to now, okay? So God was here. He created us. We messed it up. They broke broken relationship. Now, as we're going, we're going through the timeline. Broken relationship. Okay, Jesus came, restored the relationship, and then Jesus ascended and then sent the Holy Spirit back down, and then now we have, whoa, <laughs> we have Holy Spirit and we don't fall off the stage. We have Holy Spirit. Okay, does that make sense? Do you see the, <laughs> whoo, yeah. my heart's pitter-pattering. Oh, we're going to draw. Okay, thank you. We're going to draw today. All right. We're going to have a timeline. Thank you. We're going to have a timeline. You've got to bear with me. I'm way over already. But I want you to see this, especially for the kids. I, I do this for the kids. It's really for the kids, not for y'all. How's this work? We gotta keep that away from there. Okay, can we do it? Is it gonna happen? Where's this guy? Here, let me see. Get the science on that. Yes. Science. <laughs> I believe in science. All right. Now, can we tilt it back? Can you pull that? There we go. All right. Look at that. Maybe. Don't fall. Board. This goes. There we go. Good. We're good. We're good. We're good. I have a marker somewhere. Okay. Marker, eraser. Eraser. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Timeline. Whoop. Okay, I'll go slower. Beginning, present day, present day. God's way up here, creates us down here. Da, 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 da. We're happy, happy, happy. We screw it all up. <laughs> uh, we're, there's, there's separation for a time. He sends a new, uh, the old covenant, the old system that kind of works for a little while. Sorry, you kind of get the idea. Um, it doesn't? Bear with me, bear with me. These are people. Maybe. Okay. So we have this old covenant work, sacrificial system. Um, then God, from way, way back here, sends Jesus, fix it all. Whoop, Jesus fixes it all. Ascends, descends, Holy Spirit, present day. Doesn't that seem logical, like timeline? That, I mean, that's how we study it, and that's how we see it, right? Now here, <laughs> did y'all get that? Y'all love my beautiful drawing, kids? All right, I got to be fast because I, I don't want to keep y'all forever. Okay, thank you. All right, now, there's a certain movie that I'm going to ruin for some of you, but I have to. I won't tell you the name of it, so when you see it, then you'll know that I ruined it for you. But it's, it, has, it has such a good point that it resonated with me, and it was about aliens and a language. Um, and some of you know what I'm talking about, some of you may not. But it was interesting, as, as they were studying the language, um, these aliens were writing, and as they were writing, there was a lot more in each word, similar to when we study Greek and, and these different things. Um, there was a lot more in the writing. The writing didn't have necessarily a beginning and an end. 
and there was a lot more to it. Now, what's interesting about it as the movie went on, and this is what kind of ruin it for you, and I apologize ahead of time, but um, it goes along with what I'm trying to teach, so I've got to use it. What happened, what, what, what you began to realize at the end was a certain person, I'm not going to draw it, certain person's memories were actually memories of the future. And so it, it kind of blew your mind. You're like, whoa. It, she, you were thinking throughout the whole movie her memories were going backwards, but they were going forwards. And so she was actually seeing the future. And so that, that really resonated with me because the, the whole time I was thinking, wow, that's, that's like God. And, and it was almost like God was whispering, like, yeah, I, I do that. <laughs> I can do that. And, and the reason is, He's not limited by time and space. You know, we've talked about that before, but here's the cool thing. Here is God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. It's the Trinity, right? From the beginning, they were together. It says, from the beginning, the Word was with God and the Word was God. These were all together in the beginning, okay? Now, these, I don't believe, ever fully separated, if you could call it that. They were always together, right? Why do we, how do we know that? Because the disciples begged him, let us just see God. Just let us peek and see him. And Jesus said, <laughs> hello, I'm right in front of you. If you've seen me, who, what? You've seen the Father, right? That's huge. And, and we, we read over that like, oh, that's cool. That's huge. He was God incarnate. And we, and we talk about, well, he was 100% God, 100% man. We throw that around like it's cool. That doesn't make any sense, 200%. But we throw that around like it's no big deal. That's a miracle. That's amazing. This is God in the flesh. And so these guys didn't separate. They didn't, like, change their mind. And this is, this is where I struggled for a long time after I got saved and understanding how it all worked. God's heart for us was the same from the beginning because he didn't, he didn't like, see what he didn't. Uh, here's the crazy thing. He saw, he saw from the beginning how messed up we were going to be, and he still loved us. Amen. Imagine, just imagine... If you had 100 kids, if it was possible to have 100 kids, and you loved them, and then all of them decided they didn't like you, and they hated you, and they wanted to kill you ultimately. Imagine if you had 100,000 or a million. I mean, imagine the hurt. Think about that for a minute. Imagine that. But how much more he loved us. Even from the, He knew that was going to happen. He knew it all the way from the beginning. It wasn't even a concern for him. I don't know. That just blows my mind. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, hang on, I'm getting somewhere with this. So um, remember that, and we're going to come back to it. Um, verse 6 says, there was, a, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This is who's writing this. He's talking about himself. He, he came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. John was Jesus' forerunner, right? And his message was, the kingdom is near. Repent, repent. Stop sinning, stop sinning. Stop doing this stuff. Jesus is coming. Um, but he says it right there. He was not the light. He only came to witness the light. So stop sinning was not the message. Stop sinning was before the message came. Now, that's the only message he had, and after that, he, was, he didn't know what to do. This is what I like about Christian. I listened to a lot of rap music growing up, and I, I could identify with the struggle that they had because of the environment that I lived in, but they never gave me an answer. They only identified with my struggle. And I like that. I like that they could identify with my struggle, but they never gave me an answer to it. It reminds me of John, the rapper. No, it reminds me of John. John identified their problem, but he didn't have a solution. He just pointed to the solution, right? He was telling them that you have a problem, you have a problem, you have a problem. Thanks, John. <laughs> what now? 
So, and you guys know that there is a change in behavior, but the change in behavior is a, is a byproduct of the relationship that we have with Jesus. So if John, John the Baptist was not the light, then behavior reform was not the message. The message, and this is what I love about this, John didn't say, look at my ideas and look at my message and stop sinning and you'll be okay. Stop sinning and you'll go to heaven. He said, look at the, at the Lamb of the world who takes away all your sins. That's what John the Baptist was all about. He had his time and he was a forerunner and this was a man's man. Imagine him with a following of people going, you know what? I've, I've, I've done my job and I've done my thing, but there's someone greater than me. And listen to what he says in just a minute. I haven't even gotten to it yet, but, but he basically says, and he came before me. Uh, I can't find it right now, but he, he, he says that the, the, one who, the one who comes after me has been before me and is, is more important and better and bigger than I am, is essentially what he's saying. He's saying, look, I understand you guys have followed me, and my message has been important to a time, to a point. And at this point, there's something else greater, and it's that guy. And he baptizes Jesus and says, okay, this guy is who takes your sins away. This guy is the Messiah. This guy is who's going to do it. He's going to finish what I've just barely started. That's how we see that, that that's the frustration I have with, with a lot of legalistic and denomin- you know my frustration with denominations. I don't like denominations at all. I don't see this when people ask me what denomination are you. Uh, sometimes we get to talking, and I don't always introduce myself as Pastor Justin or anything like that. People say, what do you do? Well, I do this, but I also pastor. What denomination? Christian is what I'll say. We follow Jesus. And it frustrates people. They're like, yeah, but what denomination? I, I don't know what you're talking about. What, what denomination does the Bible tell us? We're ju- what? One that loves, yeah. We're of the loving de- denomination that follows Jesus Christ. How much more? <laughs> How have we screwed this up? But we, but we make this about, this is, this is what happens is, we make it about behavioral modification. It turns into a country club in, in, in some churches. And we try really hard to try to make each other better and make each other better and make each other better until we all fall apart. <laughs> and we're just burned out and frustrated. Because we're looking at ourselves to do something only the Holy Spirit can do. Only Holy Spirit can do. <laughs> we're looking at each other to abide in when he says to abide in me. We look at, at our own understanding when he gives us Holy Spirit to help us understand. When, when we read through Scripture, what are you looking for? And this is where salvation gets confusing sometimes. What does it mean to be saved? What does it mean to be born again? Listen, kids. What does it mean to be born again? This is important here. Do I say a certain prayer? I'm just kidding. I'm not going to be Janice Joplin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Messing with her. She's going to help probably with the, uh, the thing. So, uh, I'm so easily distracted. Salvation. <clears throat> is it is it a certain prayer? Is it, you know, we run through Romans? Is it, what, is, what does it look like? What have we made it? A certain, a certain amount of things that, that we do, right? And so we get confused by this. Hang on, I'll find my notes because I talked about this and now I've been distracted by Carolyn. I blame Carolyn. I'm just kidding. I don't blame Carolyn. Um, <laughs> you do. You really do. Um, here we go. We're trying to find a formula for the minimum requirements to have some kind of security. You either accept all that Jesus is or you reject all that he is. When you turn to something, by very definition, you turn away from other things, right? You don't have to try really hard. <laughs> I don't have to try not to look at these things when I'm looking at... Does that make sense? When you, when you accept Jesus for all he is, you by default don't accept other things because you are saying that I don't just believe he's a good moral teacher, you believe that he's God, Right? You've, you've come to a logical conclusion that you're going to believe this. 
This is, this is where I don't understand the teachings that say, well, you've been, you've been, you've been saved or you've given him your life, but you, you haven't made him Lord over your life. Or you, you've given him this. but you, No, when you get him, you get everything. You get everything that he is. Now, does it take time? We've talked about this, renewing our minds. Yes, it takes time. We renew our minds. Do we have logic and teaching that we help each other? Yeah, we help each other. But ultimately, we have to have an encounter of, of reality and an experience with Holy Spirit. That, that's the only way that transaction works. You can walk an aisle, say a prayer, do a thing, but if there hasn't been a transaction in your heart, and I'm not trying to make you doubt your salvation, I'm just trying to say that this is real. This isn't a, um, a new way of thinking or a new way of enlightenment. Although he talks about light a lot, it's probably the, the best way of enlightenment, which is a very Eastern thought. But really, it really is. That's what they're seeking is enlightenment. They're seeking to see the light. Um, there's an implication in Lord save me that he is Lord. <laughs> right? It's pretty basic. You've decided this is a reasonable, rational thing to do because he is Lord and he has all authority. It goes back to what Bill was talking about, a submission. He says, give me everything. Not that he wants to take anything from you. He wants to make everything you have better. That's such good news. Verse 12, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Verse 14 says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory and the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. John testified concerning Him. He cried out saying, This is the one I spoke about. This is what I was saying a minute ago. I couldn't find the Scripture. The one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. It's important that we see this. Jesus wasn't an afterthought, like a panic, like God was like, oh, I've got to fix this mess. He is God. He is the same heart that God had for us. He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. He's outside of time and space. Out of his fullness we have all received grace upon grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Listen, it was given through Moses and grace and truth came personally through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only, but the one and only Son who is Himself God, is Himself God, and is, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made Him known. Now I looked up known. All the way from the Greek is gnostos. We use that all the time, gnostos. An adjective derived from gnosko, to know experientially. Experientially known, i.e. through first-hand personal experience. There is no other way to God than through Jesus because he is God. It's not, it's not choose one way or another. Does that make sense? That I always thought, always th well, it's, it's through Jesus that we get to God, and it's true, but he is God. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the only way because that's who he is. It's not like we can find another way because there is no other God. Because he is all together, all the time. We're taking this outside of time and space. You understand what I'm saying? I know that sounds a little weird, like I'm talking about aliens and stuff. But this is outside of time and space. He's together all the time. Here's the cool thing. Here's our timeline again. Since we're outside of time and space, okay, let's just... Not hypothetically, it's true. We're, spiritually, we're outside of time and space. Can you all agree with that anyway? Spiritually, outside of time and space. Here we are. 
It's us. Is that better? Looks like Shane. All right. So <laughs> this is this is us. We're walking through life. We have a, a born. We get born again. We have a salvation experience. Do we just get this? How? How do we get all of it? They're inseparable. Here's the cool thing about that. This is a community all together. We were born from community. We were created from community for community. This is why the church is important. We were made from three different people who are the same that are together and agree and are going one direction. Does that make sense? So what happens, we talked about last week, um, when they were talking to the church about how they, they were going through great trials, and, uh, but they had more than enough to give to other people. That's supernatural. That doesn't happen from people divided within different denominations and different, uh, different you know, we're all, we're all going to be, you, you guys know this, we're all a little bit different in how we approach things, but at the same time, we all have the same Holy Spirit. We should all be going in the same direction. We should have the same overarching theme of love in our lives. And we should be looking to serve others above ourselves. What's important about this is these guys were together from the beginning and they're not going anywhere. We sang about how he's good. He's good. Whoa. <laughs> he's good all the time. He's not just, I think I'm, I decide to be good today. He's made of joy. He's made of love. And he's inside you. I know I kind of rushed through it and, and I'm kind of beating one main subject. But it's important that we know this from the beginning in God's heart for us. Because he's not reconsidering constantly and evaluating you based on you. He's only evaluating based on this who is inside of you. And the cool thing about that is he can begin to manifest himself once you surrender to him. Kids, this is you guys too. What's going to happen is you're going to begin to walk around and you're going to start to say, okay, we, we talk about praying without ceasing. It's all the time. We pray when we're driving. We pray when we're at school. We pray when we're doing things. We just pray all the time. We pray when we're watching an alien movie. So what's going to happen is you've got this extremely powerful Holy Spirit that knows no time and space, that has makes itself strong in your weakness that has power beyond your own understanding and you're going to begin to see people and you're going to go, hey, how you doing? And they're going to be like, hey, what's going on? And you begin to talk. And you're going to say, well, that's interesting. Can I pray for you about that? And they're going to say, no, get out of my face. Or, <laughs> and you can still pray for them. That's the cool thing is you're not dependent on your surroundings and your circumstances. You can still pray for them. You go, okay. And you can go somewhere else and, and pray for them. They don't even have to know. <laughs> But at the same time, you may get somebody that says, yeah, you know, I, I've, I've, been, I've been really struggling with this or I've been hurting. You know, can you pray for me for this? And listen, it's not by your power, but it's by this Holy Spirit that's in you that you can say, hey, I know somebody that can help you. I know a guy. <laughs> and you can say, let me pray for you. Let me help you. Here's even a more radical statement. Even sometimes before we even pray, hey, can I help you? Can, can I get you some food? Can I, can I help you in a, in a practical way? Can I pray for healing, something that's hurting that's going on in you? We don't have to use the most complicated terms. 
You want me to pray for you, buddy? He's out. <laughs> you don't have to try to confuse people or even make it more complicated than it is. It's much simpler than that. You carry Holy Spirit power in you, and when we, when we leave this place, He doesn't separate Himself and hang out in this building while you're gone. And he doesn't separate Himself as though God's mad at you, but Jesus is, is trying to reconcile that. No, they're together. So stand up with me. I'm going to pray for you guys, and we're going to wrap up way late. As long as Michelle doesn't have her baby early, I think we're okay. Church is awesome. Thank you. I love that. You need to talk to all these guys. Make sure they understand that. She's like, church is awesome. Just keep going. Father, I thank you that church is awesome. (laughs) Father, I thank you that it's not stressful that we can come in this place and we can receive your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray right now that, um, that you haven't changed your mind about us. Father, that you love us. And Father, you don't, you, don't, you don't seek to stop with us, Father, but you want to work through us. Fathers, we, we, we work as leadership in this church and we, we try to figure out the best way to, to have different ministries and different places that, that your people can express you. Um, Father, I pray that you'll just open our eyes and begin to manifest yourself in us more and more. Father, the more that we doubt that we can do some of this stuff, Father, I just pray that we'll see more and more that we, can, that we are more than conquerors. Father, that we are, uh, we are victors in you and we are not intimidated by polls or opinions or, or anything. Father, but we move forward in knowing that you have a great plan for us, individually and corporately. Father, together as a church that we are moving forward and that, that we are going to continue to manifest your nature in everything that we do. Father, just more of your divinity crashing into our humanity. Father, more of, 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 of your, uh, your, your uh, radical, uh, radical uh, lack of, of, of barriers and time and space and less of our um, put, trying to put you in a box and dividing you. Father, I pray a multiplication. Father, I, I just... I see, uh, I see the word contagious as, I, as I'm trying to hear from you about something completely different. Um, I just hear the word contagious that we would just be contagious when we leave here in a good way. Father, we would just, you, you would just spread like wildfire through us. Father, what we carry will begin to rub off on people. Father, that, that as, as we burn with the fever of the Holy Spirit, Father, that you would just be contagious in us. Thank you for protecting us, Father. Thank you for saving us, and thank you for your grace and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Love you guys.